0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 125 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go.
1: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try?
0: Um, someone cutting some trees out in the background, as Faris is pointing out. Um, just before we get onto the show, uh, as always, you can uh, you can find lots of cool information at www.reviveyourself.co, uh, and we've got our shop there where we've got lots of supplements for you there. Um, as I said before, I would always like to tell you about Living Fuel Super Greens and Super Berry because they are the the most complete product I've found on the market, bar none. For anyone who's looking for a broad spectrum supplement to cover all bases, um, we've also got our Aries Tech EMF blocking devices, and especially ones now for 5G. We're coming out. I'm actually going to be getting on a guy called Brian Hoyer uh, on the show, who goes deep into electromagnetic fields and how to block them, both in your home and from your devices. I can't wait to get that show out. We'll be getting some of these products on our new website when that comes out, our, our updated website. Uh, we've also got our water filtration systems, Aquatea. Um If you've got one, two, three, four bedroom house, um, hard or soft water, have a look for them. And also, we'll be getting Blue Blocks and uh, Essential Oil Wizardry on our website soon. But just because um, we've got great discounts for you there, if you go to uh, www.blueblocks that's dot com for your blue blocking glasses, and you put in the code Revive, you get ten percent off. And if you head over to essentialoilwizardry.com, dot com and you put in small letters Revive, you get ten percent off the best essential oils in the world. Um, it's not even in my opinion it's just fact dr nick berry is phenomenal and um yeah if you're looking for essential oils he's he's the man to go to but yeah a lot's going on in the in the background we've got the books gonna be coming out very very soon we've got the uh, new website coming out the affiliate links and also yeah we've got our partnership of seed coming out so i want to get that out as much as quick as possible like the best probiotics on the market again they'll be getting Raja, their ceo uh, ceo on the podcast too um they're bringing like probiotics to a different level delivery service you know they've only i think it's the only brand on the market with human strains of bacteria in them and the only ones that have actually been tested by humans um human tests as well so that's all coming to you um, but today's show i've got another one of my coaches here and we'll be getting into it in a minute his name's farid herrera from venezuela lovely man so without further ado here he is and i'll see you on the other side so this is, I mean, we can even talk about that if you want on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're actually recording. Oh, are we? All right. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Cool. <laughs> so just before, before we um, just said, it's, it's nice to be out in the garden, um, having, recording this, especially in the summertime, you know, no rain. But just talking about before, about um, people, if you're a dog owner and you <laughs> let your dog poo everywhere and you don't pick it up, I scorn you. <laughs> uh, it's one of my pet hates. I love dogs. Not a big fan of dog dog poo, especially as, you know, it's, it's terrible for, I mean, if you get it in people's eyes, you know, people go blind with it. But it's, it's just, if your dog's going to poo somewhere, at least pick it up. You know? Ryan
2: Ryan nearly trod on shit on the way to... <laughs> to sit at the table to record
0: there's this a, there's a, another table over there that has got <laughs> dog Dog poo with it. it flies all around it so uh yeah no it's not my favourite thing and, and the smell's not great either but anyway we digress we go on you're doing so,
2: handstands as well
0: so Being yeah a
2: kid doing handstands in the park
0: yeah uh, that's the thing yeah well yeah so just right. for, for that no no just for that I was going to say Farid's here he's um so last week I had Chris on, who's a mentor and, and coach in business sense. Farid is someone I've been working with for the last three months now, roughly? Yeah, give or Th- take. Yeah. Three months um, uh, trying to get my movement better. It's one of the things, uh, I've always been into sport and stuff, a lot of sport, a lot of lifting, but you, a lot of sportsmen get it. You know, your movement patterns cannot be great, or your range of motion isn't great, and it's something I really want to work on, because, you know, I am a Tim man, we are getting less <laughs> like the, the tin Wizard man. of Oz Tin Man. We are getting less like the <laughs> Tin Man, um, and it's been it's it's hard work. But just for people out there, Farid, like what? Because obviously, um, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Anyone who anyone who wants to see, I mean, what's it? What's your website?
2: Uh, www. pretty
0: Very simple. <laughs> Andrew on on Instagram at Farad Herrera. Just Herrera, yeah. yeah. So if you go onto that, you'll be able to see <laughs> the sort of stuff Farid's doing, which makes uh, <laughs> makes it look very easy. And then when you try and take try and do it yourself, you realise that yeah, it's like when you're trying to start to learn another language. You're, yeah, it's like the language of movement. And, yeah. um, so how did you how did you get you get into it? Because I mean, for someone on the outside looking in, it would seem like this sort of comes naturally to you. you must have been doing this for quite a long time. Yeah,
2: so, um, I don't know if I told you, but I thought I invented parkour when I was 11.
0: Really? Yeah,
2: it turns out that I didn't. (laughs) But I I thought I made it up. Um, And so, yeah, so I started when I was sort of about 11 playing around with parkour. I was never really interested in uh, mainstream sports, like football, rugby, cricket, all the the stuff that people would play at school.
0: Um, Where was you at school?
2: So I was at Holland Park School in um, West London. Okay. Yeah. At the time it was quite a, quite a naughty school and we were I think I think we were the only school pretty much in the borough who didn't have to wear a uniform, so Oh really? It was quite yeah, quite liberal, you know, it was fine. Did
0: you get up too much mischief?
2: I was quite a good boy actually,
0: to be honest. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I was a good boy back then. So uh
2: back then. Well I still yeah. am to be honest. <laughs> so uh Yeah, so g- g- sort of got into parkour and yeah, and I sort of convinced all my mates that it was better than football and all and all this and so they, so we, we kind of got a little group together, and we, we just meet up every lunchtime. At this, there was a bar, a long rail that ran across the playground, and we'd meet up every lunchtime. We'd congregate around this rail and come up with thousands of different ways of going over it and under it and balancing on it. And can you do this? And can you do that? And it was uh, any injuries? Uh, no, actually, we were all right. We, well we. Sort of banged our knees every now and again but nothing nothing serious no broken bones no
0: teeth coming out no
2: teeth coming out no i um, think that's also a bit of a it's a bit of a funny misconception with you know things like parkour and gymnastics and uh, oh it's so dangerous and
0: i just i feel like i you know but no i was just gonna say i feel like it's not when you're under supervision but with things like parkour and you're jumping i see people like jumping, jumping from like brick top to brick top of a very harsh edge And when you're learning when you get good at it it's like uh, anything but when you're learning it like you think how you want to make a slight mistake and you're, you're eating wool you know
2: yeah yeah definitely the, the yeah the jeopardy goes up the more you yeah the more you increase in your level parkour's pretty simple though if you think about it the basic movement's comprise of running jumping climbing so let's take the jump for example the one of the One of the most basic things you can do to alter a jump is increase the distance. It's still a jump, but you're just playing with the distance. So, you know, you don't have to go and do. It's the landing, though, right, as well. Yeah, the landing, of course, the landing makes it, you know, is a big part of the jump. But essentially, when you have. When you can jump, you've learned the the ability to jump, you can take off, you can land properly. uh, In order to, to. to alter it you can change the level you can change wow. the, the distance but it's still just a jump so it's easier said than done but if you can do a jump at ground level there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do it you know 10, ten, ten stories well after. I saw
0: you, yeah, and that's, that's it, all in the mind but right? that's exactly when that's I where see you,
2: you, you get to the, to the kind of
0: so you're jumping you, on, a, on a tree branch Yeah, day. yeah, and that's about balance as well so it's not just about the ability to jump it's about the ability to land and balance and you know I mean this is the thing with, with it I feel like um, which is another. This is into another thing because I want to get into movement. But like a lot of people, it's been like what's what Paul Cheek said about CrossFit. You know, he said I've got nothing problem. I've got no problem with CrossFit. It's like having something against knives. Nothing against a knife. Just but before you start juggling knives, I prefer you to start juggling oranges. You know. Yeah. And so people get into yeah. parkour who aren't that flexible or aren't that strong or haven't got those good imbalances. It, yeah. I don't know, but but from a young age, if you start doing it, that that's a great age to pick it up, right?
2: Yeah, young age is a a, a mighty fine age to pick it up. I've got people that have gotten into parkour um, at a way older age. They just have to manage their expectations. Yeah, just don't don't think you're going to be sort of leaping across rooftops.
0: You know, like that famous James Bond opening scene, right?
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casino Royale.
0: What's his name? Uh,
2: Sebastian. Sebastian Foucan. Is he French? He's indeed French. He lives in London. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He, that was a that was an epic opening. Epic opening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think epic. that's what sort of. I mean, parkour was sort of on the map under, on but I think that may have put it on the main scene a bit bit more because that went out to. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, millions, billions, uh, billions, but millions of people. Millions of people yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was epic. So, so, so right. So people got to manage their expectations, but they can get better.
2: You can get better. You can also you can also learn to enjoy things that don't have so much, you know, gravitas or jeopardy. You know, doing a small jump between two logs in a park that are sort of knee height can be majorly satisfying and you can you can learn a whole load about yourself and how you deal with fear just from doing that. If that's the level you're at. Mm-hmm. You've got to sort of accept what you're working with, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like, so like when, so, so from, so that was when you were 11 years old, you got into that. And then, and then, and you got a background in, um, capoeira.
2: Yeah. So before I even, before I did any capoeira, actually was, so it was parkour with my friends and then, um, the P block in our school was quite interesting. There were, there were three gyms essentially. It was gym one, two and three. And, uh, gym three was always sort of out of bounds. There was this sort of, Long revolving not revolving door, something like this kind of like sliding door that used to block most of gym three and that's where all the gymnastics equipment was, and obviously I knew it mm. uh so after school, I'd always sneak into gym three just to get to have a play on the gymnastics equipment
0: gym three
2: gym three right, yeah, well, yeah. not gym <laughs> gym, three, yeah, yeah. gym three gym three gym right. three. Uh, to have a play on the equipment and I knew I had about a five minute window before <laughs> uh, before my good old PE teacher Mr. Arnett would come in and sort of kick me out essentially so I, I had five minutes after school every day to play on the gymnastics equipment and I remember one time he was sort of escorting me out um, and I said to him Do you know sir, why don't you get a gymnastics coach that way I'll you know we won't have to sneak in here and Play on the thing, and ah no, there's not enough people interested, and blah blah blah. So I struck a deal with him. I said, if I get a bunch of my friends interested, and we promise we'll commit, you know, one hour every Tuesday after school, will you get someone? And he was like, he said, yeah. And sort of, I don't know, I think he laughed it off, didn't didn't think think I was serious. Yeah. 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 So obviously, I had all of my my little parkour crew, got them all together, and then we went over to his office the next day on a Wednesday. And we all rocked up, and we said, "Yeah, we're you know we're, we're all you know get we're all into it. Like, get the coach. We'll rock up every week." And he sort of couldn't believe it. And lo and behold, I think it was yeah, about a month later, he sourced a he sourced a level two gymnastics oh, coach. Nice. Yeah, and he got us a coach. So it was every Tuesday after school. It was the best day of the week. We just couldn't wait really? for Tuesdays to come round because we knew it was gymnastics with uh, awesome. Danny. His name was Danny. So we'd finally open up gym Free, roll out all the mats, all the equipment, and that's kind of where... How the, old were you then? Uh, This must have been a while, uh, I must have been in year seven, so... How old were you when you were in year seven, eight?
0: Our, our years were different. These like, are different, yeah. Uh, like private schools have names for years, so we didn't have, gotcha. like, didn't have we had like, rudiments and their mention all that rubbish, so I don't know. Right. What was that, seven, is that 11, something like that, a bit younger? a bit... Yeah,
2: younger? No, it's a bit older a bit at older. this point.
0: Yeah, it's a bit older. So what were you doing? Like just mat work on the rings? Were you doing like bends? so? No
2: rings. We were just doing uh, tumbling. Yeah. So basic tumbling passes. Okay. We nice. started super basic, like forward rolls, backward rolls, all of the stuff that nowadays people just don't even want to. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to do that. No. Stuff. No. You, you see, you know, there's, I will, you know, people come in and they say to oh, me, "Farid, I, I want to move like you. Can you just make it happen?" You know. They think it's going to happen in two weeks. Or you something. know,
0: you know what it is. It's like when people go to doctors; they go there for treatment, right? And it's like, if I went to you, so I heard this other day. It's like if I went to you, Fred, I'm going to treat you to dinner. What would you think that like, I'll be paying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll be I'll treat you to dinner, right? Yeah, so It's like if you go to a doctor, it's like you're going for treatment. So people go there and they expect the doctor just to treat them. It's like right. you have to do you. It's like when I come to you, so you can only give me the tools. You know, I've got to go and do the yeah. work.
2: Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: you can't just go to and you're not you're not a magician.
2: Well, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, no, exactly. So we spent, you know, time and, you know, session after session just practicing our forward rolls and backward rolls and kicking up to handstand. No flips at the beginning. We were all complete novices. You know, it's just sort of, you you can't. But actually, the, the important part of that process was that we were enjoying the fundamentals, essentially. We didn't go in there with this sort of, uh, of course, we had our goals. We all wanted to do a backflip, yeah. that was the thing when you were like that age, yeah. but it's still the thing, isn't it? It's still the thing, even, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a friend of mine who wants to, 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 to I want to nail a backflip. When you see
0: like a gymnast doing tumbling, yeah, that's wicked. Like, when you like, just, just from like you watch him just flip, 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 land it, you're like, oh, that's it. Like, see, footballers, some footballers can do it as a celebration, yeah, you think like. Oh, that looks so good. So, and they make it look so yeah. accessible.
2: <laughs> the amount of work that's gone into that, though, is
0: is uh,
2: is something to to respect. And and I think, yeah, like I was saying, the the important part of that process is we were actually enjoying the 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 fundamentals.
0: So that, so it also like at that, at that age, you sort of don't have any fear, do you? You get rid of all your fear. You don't care about like you don't think about broken bones. When you get older, you think, oh, I am because you're also not used to it it's just time doing it and also getting rid of when when you're younger you don't have much fear yeah
2: there's less sort of jeopardy less responsibility less you don't think about the repercussions for sure I was still always quite careful and in a way quite afraid you know this was something that I was I had a couple of friends who were the opposite of me and I think what happened is they developed they developed a little bit faster, but
0: um, where did that come from? Why, why would you what was what was whether that sort of not maybe hesitation, whether that sort of like being responsible or maybe just being a bit fearful? Where did that come from? Were mm. you always quite meek as a child? That's a
2: good question. Yeah, I would consider myself to be a, a, an introvert. Yeah, um, I've done. Yeah, I mean, I've done a little bit of work on on on. Not being so introverted, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I would say that's my kind of. If we, if we had to put a label on it, uh, that's the one I'd fall under. So, is that, yeah, quite reserved. Quite, quite introverted. Uh, yeah, my dad, I would say, is quite introverted. My mum, maybe not so much, but uh, yeah.
0: So, so before we before we get into that, you're from Venezuela, right? Yes,
2: yeah, so I was uh, born in Venezuela, and yeah.
0: uh, and you come over here. What, how old? I
2: was one. One year old, oh, right. so, so like, yeah, you know, yeah. London. have been here the whole uh, time. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I grew up here. But your mum and dad have been in Venezuela their whole lives? No. They came,
2: they came with me. They brought me here.
0: Yeah, oh, sorry, before that. They,
2: they were living there, yeah. Yeah.
0: They were living there. And, right. and, yeah. and what led to them coming over here?
2: Her schooling for us, for me and my brother, you know, education.
0: Yeah. was uh, one of the big
2: the big factors, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and they're like... Um, did you like, so your dad was an introvert, your mum more extroverted?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't put her as far as extroverted, but she, you know, she was quite quite sociable and, yeah, 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 more
0: outgoing, I would say. And you say you've got more traits of your dad than your mum?
2: Uh, Well, I guess in this, in this respect, yeah, I guess so,
0: yeah. Overall?
2: Overall, I'm a perfect mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so what are their, what are their good mix. and what
0: are their bad qualities? uh well not bad uh, but like it's
2: funny because when i sort of when i look at my dad he's got he's got qualities that you could put in either basket good or bad so he's really diligent and he's hard working but at the same time it causes him to neglect other things in his life Mm -hmm. so you know how do you weigh that up
0: yeah
2: um so things like that are quite interesting um yeah I don't think he thinks about it that much he just gets it done just he way, just hes yeah. who he is and you know he's quite old now he's in his late 70s yeah. so you know that generation they just do what they need to do and, and that's how it is you know we, we don't have as much choice and all, all of this all of the luxuries that we have today so
0: yeah and in some ways I think it, it be good for me. we can get distracted a lot that's right. yeah. like into things but you know it, not introverts because they're because of like their their sort of like uncomfortableness around um, maybe like big groups of people like that sort of environment mm. it can lead them to go inside and do more work because they yeah, feel yeah. more comfortable right That's right
2: yeah, yeah yeah I was quite aware of it so I did I didn't want to Because I saw my dad and I was like I had a great upbringing you know there's no doubt about it but as yeah. I, I sort of did see uh how his sort of uh his diligence kind of you know kept him kept him distracted you know and i was like maybe maybe i could learn from that and yeah. find a way to to keep some of that yeah, take yeah. take what's good isn't it, it bruce lee that said yeah. to
0: discard what's not and keep what's uniquely your own
2: that's the one so uh so i looked at that and then yeah sort of uh
0: I, 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 I
2: trained myself to not be so introverted, essentially, yeah. and you know, and my job requires it as well. You know, I have to go out in front of people and teach workshops in front of people that have flown from wherever they've flown yeah. just to come s- to see me. Essentially, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like can be quite daunting and yeah. stressful for an introvert. But actually, uh, yeah, you learn to embrace it. You, you'll never get rid of that kind of anxiety or fear. I think but that's you, a good thing. You no. just da- learn to dance with it.
0: Yeah, I mm. think, like, but the thing is, as well, you're in your, you're doing it in your environment, so they come to see you in your yeah. environment, so, like, yeah. you're not being put on a spotlight, with, but also, like, that little bit of anxiety, I mean, I'm just, uh, a young age, we you always got taught at school to go and speak publicly, obviously, public mm. speaking is one of the, one of the six big fears I think they talk about. And That's uh, right,
2: yeah, yeah, it doesn't when, matter who you are.
0: Nah, and, you but know. you do get more comfortable with it the first time I did yeah, my absolutely. first seminar, I remember, yeah, yeah. And then when <laughs> I do, it, you just get on stage. I'm like, right now I'm here. There that's we go. It, that's yeah, it. Same as like what you said before. You you got that flow really well. And I was like, it's just repetition of doing it yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems the way you talk about your dad, it seems like he's a very powerful character in your life. Or he has been.
2: Yeah, he definitely has. I, a lot of the way, a lot of the things he did in in my upbringing, I think, in I took really well. It's it's funny because it could have been. Yeah, I'll give you an example it could have been taken in a slightly more, perhaps more negative way. So, for example, he used to pick me up from school every day. And on the way to, from school to the bus stop, it was you walk at his pace or you get left behind. Yeah. That's how it was, yeah. you know? And, you know, if you were, you know, you could take that as a, as a a bit harsh or oh well why is he doing wait for the kid why are you just running off or whatever but i actually thought man like this is brilliant he's just going and i better keep up or i'm gonna get left behind and sometimes i'd need to tie my shoelace and i just like st- to squat down to tie my shoelace and i'd be, like constantly looking up watching him just walk further and further away and he'd turn around and see that i'm tying my shoelace and he'd just turn back around and keep walking <laughs> you know and it's just like and then i just like sprint back up to him and then that was it. everything equalized and obviously, I'm. It's
0: a good lesson in life, I think.
2: You know, and he obviously was looking back and making sure I was fine, and but I don't know that kind of, yeah, that that sort of uh, affected me in a way, and I thought, yeah, you know, this is, you know, not not to be wrapped in, in cotton all the time, you know, especially by the, the people that you look up to, and because yeah. then you'll start to you'll start to expect this from everyone, and you you know. God forbid you will start developing a sense of entitlement, you know. Oh, people need to wait for me, you know. It's like the world doesn't revolve around you,
0: Ooh, you know. Start getting double offended about everything, you know. Like it's just <laughs> we weren't going that just yet. Yeah.
2: So, so I think a lot of the a lot of his character and a lot of the way he did things that you know, you, I, I I took really well, old school, and for me it, it worked. It worked perfectly fine. I was always
0: boys need that like mums are there so today. We always say like it's all about the male and female energy like mums mm. will always be like oh be careful and dads are just like oh get out there because that's, right. that's what you, you need that you're in know, the right
2: that's right yeah yeah and I think in that respect I had a you know like I said I had a quite a good balanced upbringing you know obviously that, that wasn't perfect and idyllic but for the most part I have what's great per- memories Was me- perfect yeah. yeah well there you go yeah I had great memories of my upbringing and I think a lot of the way
0: So your mum was more like, mum was more um, sort of like, uh, not loving the right world because people love in different ways. She was more um, just as a mother would be, so a mother's love, she was more protective of you or not?
2: Yeah, more protective perhaps, yeah. Um, Yeah, I I would say so, yeah. But did she
0: push you to get out of your comfort zone?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't say she pushed me to get out of my comfort zone, but I will say she did support me when I showed interest in doing that, which is for me was another huge thing. Awesome, you yeah. know, she wasn't like she didn't try and steer me away from it necessarily. She questioned me about it, and then I, you know, said, "Yeah, this is definitely what I want to do." She was like, okay. Get well, on the with it, stuff.
0: huh? The movement stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like I it my parents, they're like my mum said to me, like my job in life is to like support you and protect you and like, I know you do, like she's always back to everything I've done but yeah. sometimes they don't understand because they've worked nine to fives and have a job they don't understand that this so like, Yeah, whole, like, yeah. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur oh, but when you're into this thing, you've got your own business you've got to have like, you've got to have like, always uh, oh, use a quote from Tony Robbins, you know, I think it's phenomenal because a lot of people that the nine to fivers and stuff and it's, it's fine, everyone, every, everyone in the world there's different people for different, different horses mm. for different courses but you know, quote from Tony Robbins is like stop being worried about what can go wrong and start being excited about what can go right because mm-hmm, yeah. if you always whatever it says like, what your vibe attracts yeah. your, your vibe attracts your what is it your vibe attracts your well, you know, so your vibe attracts your tribe yeah what? so it's sort of like what you put out into the world you um yeah. yeah so that's good so she supported you through that
2: she did yeah yeah and again when I was at school I you know any excuse to to, to train and practice I would take so I think we used to do like uh, end of year school shows and stuff Mm -hmm. and like little presentations for assemblies and stuff Mm and I'd be the first one in line because it meant I could gather up my little gang of friends and we'd have to come up with like a you know like a two minute piece to some music and we'd run around on the stage and jump over each other and you know we'd get to like put all of our gymnastic tumbling stuff to use on the stage and so I'd always invite my parents to the shows you know. Like, yeah, you've got to come Proud. and see this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they always had to to come and like,
0: yeah,
2: you know, uh, come and essentially watch me uh, awesome. do this stuff, and and they did. So That's they awesome. kind of, you know, they 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 started to realise quite early that this is this was something you uh, like quite them. pivotal in my in my life. Essentially, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so like, and so from so because cause, uh because <laughs> yeah. Um, because oh, I want to get into some things. Um, cool. But, so from there, so that was like school. So how did you go from like that into this? Because obviously you said, I think you mentioned, that you have done Capoeira. Like, what, what age did you start that?
2: Capoeira started quite late. So this was, uh, I think, a few years ago now. Oh, and I'm, I'm 31. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I started
0: Capoeira a few years ago. So okay. So it, in between was, like the yeah. ages of what, like 14 to 31, what were you doing?
2: So I... Uh, I trained and moved quite a lot as a boy, uh, and then I left school. I went to university, and I stopped training when I was at university. Did you? Yeah, because I was. Yeah, it was kind of a lifestyle shift. You know, I didn't have my 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 school friends, the the uh, our little group, our little tribe of, of, of friends that from school everyone sort of splintered off as you do at that age, people went to different unis, studied different things, so I lost that and it caused me to stop training. Where'd you go? Uh I went to Brunel. Okay. Yeah and I studied communication and media, which at the time
0: put that to good use.
2: Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um at the time I think it was yeah, it was quite a new course. Mm. And I, I wasn't really I didn't enjoy it massively. Um but there was one module where the media module we had to create a, we had to do a video project basically. So everyone put in a proposal and obviously I proposed to do a video on, on movement yeah. and my group were up for it and they sort of thought it was quite, quite an exciting idea. So they went with it. So we did my video project for that module and, um, yeah, so I got back into a bit of training just so we could shoot some stuff and yeah. And, um, and then I remember, I remember being at uni. I think I was about eighteen at this point, and I just I had this, uh, without trying to sound too esoteric, I had this sort of, kind of a vision in my head, or more like a a sound bite, which which was this is the future. That that was the sound bite that I got. You know, whatever I'm doing right now, this feels movement right. in part it feels right, and I I remember almost seeing the words in my in my mind, sort of etched in my mind, this is the future. It was sort of like a, almost like a giant billboard.
0: Hundred um, percent. I mean, this is like, I'm going to continue. I'd say this is like, so what we do essentially is like bringing people back to what was, was normal. Moving, yeah. eating correctly, living like nature. Yeah. Like, this nature. This is the future.
2: That's right. And I, I think in between, between uni and, between school and uni actually, I got a job in retail. I remember I was working in Harrods.
0: Harrods, yeah. In Harrods. How do you spell that? Capital A, Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Ad, yeah. Uh, where, and yeah, what were you doing in there? I was
2: actually working. Uh, I was working in designer shoes.
0: Mate, my friend worked in Harrods actually in the men'swear department. were yeah. uh, going up there? Yeah. It's an interesting place.
2: It is actually. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I can imagine. I it being it. Quite, quite enjoyable. But at the same time, it did make me think because my manager was obviously a, way older than me at the time. She was probably in her mid-fifties, and mm. I thought to myself. You know, all of the senior senior lot were also in, and I, I I did think to myself, is this this is is this this is not the future? No, no. You know, is this going to be my life? now? This was before uni, Um so I kind of had a little bit of a taste for the nine to five thing as well, and and sort of naturally didn't didn't connect with it at all. I'd, I'd been I'd been training before. i I'd, I'd been putting myself in uncomfortable situations. A lot of the times, a movement practice will require you to put yourself in situations where either you suck at something or you're scared to do something it's just uncomfortable and and it doesn't have to be that way all the time
0: yeah oh, but, but but it's how you grow right
2: that's right and so yeah and i and um,
0: it's one of, yeah i'll just say that's one of my things i've said to myself like playing like a kid be like used to. used to every every night. It'd be something different, it'd be like badminton, mm. and football, rugby, and and now like when you get older, people stop doing that. They're going to the I guess go to the pub, but like this, like yeah, going to going to do go nothing. Do, like, sit down. It's like my thing was, I don't care. How, like, I'm gonna just be playing like a child. That's what. White yeah. tie. See you. Football. When it, and also the uncomfortable thing, like yeah, become comfortable with being uncomfortable. I that's think it's right. A, yeah, think yeah. it's a big thing. People don't like being uncomfortable, right? And so they just stay within their comfort zone. And, that's and right. Nothing great gets achieved there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so. And that that really affected me because then I was in in the retail job, and although I enjoyed it momentarily, it, you know, sort of in the, in the immediate, it was quite fun. At the same time, I wasn't comfortable with where that would take
0: me. Ultimately, take it.
2: Yeah. yeah, ultimately take me. So, and 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 I was, but at the same time, the, the, the big the big fallacy is that if you stay in the system, it'll. Promise you, you know,
0: gold in the tunnel, yeah, gold gold at, at the end of the, the rainbow. Tunnel. That's yeah, right. Yeah.
2: So I was uncomfortable, but it was also uncomfortable to get out of that. So it was kind of this uh, dilemma, or this kind of dichotomy. Were but, you still
0: training then, or not?
2: No, I wasn't training that much then. But because I had experienced this, this sort of you know overcoming physical challenges mm. and stuff, I was. I, However this came about to me, I made a kind of a, a deliberate bridge between this and the way I wanted to live my life. Yeah. You know? So I thought, I've gotten myself out of some horrible, uncomfortable situation in my practice. I've managed to, to learn a lot of the things that I was shit scared of at the beginning that were horrible. Um, why can't I do that with my, my own life? Why nice. does it have to just be in this one facet of my life, you know, that... that why is it that I can only overcome via physical training? You know, and I, so I deliberately made those bridges. I Guess as a kid, so I was quite quite cool with just leaving the job, going to uni, trying it out, then not finding that t- 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 you know to be fulfilling to me. So again, you know, you're in the system and it's you promising you all the riches. Go to uni, get your piece of paper, get a job. Um, so it was uncomfortable to leave that, but I was also willing to do that. Uh, and so yeah, so I, I we did the module anyway, that that video module, and it was the only module that I got an A for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you're passionate
2: about so It's not hard to get an A in it. That's right. And then and then so that that was kind of also oh, another bit bit of a sign. I thought, mm, there's definitely something there. Then I got this kind of th- that 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 weird vision, essentially or not vision, that soundbite of this is the future, and um, yeah, and then. Lo and behold, I got a call from a friend of mine who was working with a charity, and he needed someone to coach. He's working for a bereavement charity in East London. He's a lovely guy called Dean. He got in touch with a friend of mine called Callum, and they needed two coaches because Dean was setting up a bereavement charity for kids in East London because there's not much in the in the NHS for, for bereavement. Mm-hmm. And he'd lost his Dean had lost his brother in a traffic accident in Thailand, so he was obviously. You know, well, yeah. well involved in that, in the kind of the, the, the process of, of grieving. Yeah. So he started the charity for the kids, and he wanted uh, Callum uh, to put on some 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 classes, movement classes. And so he got in touch with Callum, and then Callum got in touch with me and asked me if I wanted to do it. And initially, actually, I didn't want to do it. I was too busy still t- t- getting back into my training and learning X Y Z. Uh so I, I sort of declined for a while and then said, please, 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 you know, help me out. I, I, just And then he was, in the end, he was like, look, just do one. I said, okay, I'll just do one. And then in the meantime, you can find someone else. And uh, so we rock up first day of the class and we had about 20 kids in front of us. I think I was like 21 at this point. And uh, we had a, sort of a group of 20 kids in front of us. And it was a the most surreal experience, you know. Two two chaps, me and Callum. I think Callum was younger than me. He was like 20 or 19 and I was 21. And we were responsible for 20 sort of children. You know, obviously we were DBS checked and everything was fine. But
0: Having done coaching myself, I know what that's like, yeah.
2: Yeah. And so it was quite, again, kind of like an exciting experience. You're just put in this uncomfortable situation again. But now the uncomfortable almost becomes, it starts to weave you weave excitement in the uncomfortable you're oh Mm. wow this is like an uncomfortable project but there's going to be light at the end of this tunnel for sure you know and this was riveting and i i actually ended up loving that class and i said to him i'll i'll carry on and i'll stay so um yeah we started i remember i think like 10 minutes in this kid came up to me and he was like he was tiny he was like his head came up to like you know, it's up, up to my waist, and he was like, he poked me on the leg, and then he looked up, and he goes, he, he goes, sir, can I go to the toilet? <laughs> I was looking down at this kid thinking, I'm 21, he just called me sir. You know, I've heard like, that, you know, like, surreal, in like, it, that, yeah? It's surreal, and then, like, you know, I just nodded at him, like, yeah, yeah, you can, of course you can go to the toilet, you know, he ran off, and I was like, jeez, you know, respect,
0: that's a, lovely, I mean, that happens to you, it's amazing, outside. yeah, you're like, that's respect, that's the, some of the child's been brought up, lovely, like, I mean, because, you Couldn't just have every as much as you like, of course, you can go to the toilet. Yeah, you couldn't just have every kid run off the toilet every two minutes. It is surreal when you first get having called people sir. I, like, where that comes from, that you can go deep into that as well. Where that, that, that comes from, but like having called people sir, like in schools, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. you yeah. called it yourself, you're like, hmm, that's strange. Like, yeah, it was a
2: surreal moment. I was 21 and I was, you know, being treated with respect, and the kids looked up to me and Callum, you know, both of us. and...
0: Same as the they way you put it up to your coach,
2: Danny. One hundred percent, exactly. Um, so it was it was a lovely experience. It was it was amazing, and and you know, and then we started thinking about how we can, you know, help these kids grow and 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 evolve, and, and really made me think about my coaching. Essentially, so so I stayed on that project for uh, I think it was it ran for three years in a row, and we just did a class
0: every week. Okay. With the kids, um, while you were developing your own training,
2: I was developing my own training, and we, so we kind of trained with the kids, and yeah, it was just brilliant.
0: So, like, so I back about that twenty-four. So, like, the next last seven years, did you have you had any mentors? Have you done any work with people like other coaches, like people that trained you to get to the level you are right now?
2: Mm, you, you mean uh, sort of movement? Phys, phys, movement, I. Mm, I I I trained quite. I think when I was twenty eight or twenty nine, I I went to my first workshop. Really, so, yeah. It was quite late. So yeah, it was quite late. But I had managed somehow. Well, not somehow. I know, I know how. But I had managed to, to, to develop myself. Comes naturally, right? Well,
0: well, no, no. But is in like is in no is in everyone. For example, like Premiership footballers, Premiership rugby players. Well, of course, you get to a certain level, you need coaching. But before that. Like it just comes natural. You, get to, you got to have a natural ability before you can get to the point of making it professional. You know? So yeah. you obviously got a natural ability to move. And
2: I don't know that it's natural, Ryan, because I, really? I'll tell you why. Because I, I used to do things like this, I'm about to tell you. Back when we had sort of, do you remember the, the old dial-up modems? Yeah. 56K. Yeah, your dad, yeah, yeah. your mom yeah. picks up the phone and yeah. the video the doesn't load. It. You're yeah. waiting two days for this one video yeah. to load. I had found a program that would download videos, and I would spend like two days downloading this video. It was of this acrobat that I had seen online. There it was, it was no YouTube back then. It was Daily Motion Video of this acrobat, and it would take me two days to download it, and then I found another program that would play it frame by frame in slow motion, and I'd sit there. This was like my work as a kid. You know, I was like, I can't remember how old I was. I'd be butchering if I told you, but... And I'd sit there playing this video frame by frame, and I'd be processing what the acrobat's doing, or what how he's kicking up into this handstand, and then I'd go over and I'd try and replicate it. You know, so it was like, a, you know, diligence, s- self-teaching, 100%. and you know, and and yeah. So I guess in a way, I did have loads of mentors, but
0: they they yeah, they didn't know
2: they didn't know essentially. Yeah. You know, it's like a,
0: yeah, hundred percent.
2: Loads of people talk about it. You can have loads of mentors. You know, you can read their writings and they essentially are mentoring you, yeah, yeah. you know. And it, so it was a, a little bit like that. You know, I had loads of inspirations, loads of movers and, and people that were, were, you know, physical that I looked up to. And I tried to emulate as a kid. I tried to be like them and move like them. And I, I, I remember downloading loads of videos, playing them frame by frame, trying to do the same move, like three different people, you know, why is he doing it like this? And he's doing the same move, a bit different. And then I tried to do it both, like
0: both of them. What was it? Was it just their own unique take on it, was it?
2: Yeah, you know, we all have sort of different levels, different lever lengths, different mm-hmm. levels of mobility, different strengths. So you can have two people doing the same move and it can definitely have nuances, you know. It's just this kind of thing people talk about style. Oh, it's your style. And... uh and I essentially wanted to be like every single one of my heroes, but yeah. in one body. Yeah, you know. And so that was kind of my idea as a kid. So, yeah, I was super diligent, and I, and you know, I, you have to respect the fact that not everyone is as into it as I was back yeah. then, and and also not, not everyone has the time.
0: There's, um, this is
2: the other thing, yeah,
0: to mean, do that. People don't realize like how many hours it takes. Like, this is the thing. Like, there's a great quote. It's like I can't remember who it's from. Well, I think it's from one of the best. Basketball coaches of all time, um, it says, like, have a balanced life, be it balanced <laughs> massively towards getting better in your chosen pursuit, whatever it is. It's like, yeah. because to, to master anything, you know, it's mastery is this fallacy, you know, you, everyone's always a student. Everyone's the moment you think you're a master, you know, finish, you know, even though yeah. the highest masters know they're still a student, everything yeah, yeah. changes. But the amount of time to put into, to move people get to certain levels, you know, top levels, it's hours of repetition and learning and mm oh, I made this mistake and I want to adjust this? this. Some people say, I've forgotten more than you, than you, than you know because yeah. the master has gone through so much. It's like mm. broken down. They, you said the uncomfortableness gone through, that come out again. like yeah. It's like the hero's journey, right? You're uncomfortable, you get scorned, you finally break through it, you, you, you win or you, you get to where you want mm. and then you go through it again to get to the next level and, and it's like way, constantly yeah. doing it. So, mate, I can... I mean, sitting there watching things frame by frame, that takes serious or serious mental capacity. Yeah.
2: I had to find the program that would do that as well. <laughs> and then I'd put the video through the program, I'd sit there, and then I'd go out and try it. So I've essentially, in a, in a, in a funny you know, way, no I've done injuries, all...
0: No injuries throughout all this? Going out and no. trying it? No. Yeah, no. I was always... Made rubber, are you?
2: Well, <laughs> in that, and I don't know, might have to do some some blood tests. Uh... No, it's a touch wood. don't want you? To yeah, get yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, I've always been really careful. I've been yeah it's hard thing. to
0: be careful though when you're doing it's hard to be that careful when it's like going out playing the sport you know you're playing People like or say it's like when i've got mates who go to the army it's like well be careful so like, well, how, how careful can you be in like a war zone or even rugby yeah. pitch or football pitch be careful well it's not just down to you it's down to the other players or be careful well, i'm trying to do a backflip or i'm trying to like i don't know as you said what we did today you know you're doing hand start up the wall or you're doing yeah. a flip or whatever it is you know you mean you've got to have some there's some there's some sort of like risk in it here's
2: why i think i didn't get injured i was never attached to the outcome right i think people injuries come about when you get too attached to the outcome you're sort of looking over the hill Mm -hmm. and you can't even see what's in the valley and you're going in and you're tripping up all over the place this i was never attached to the outcome i used to really enjoy kicking up Against the wall, it was actually the the, the bathroom door in my house. (laughs) I used to literally enjoy kicking up into handstand and slamming my heels into this door. Pigamon
0: and Dad loved that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They had to deal with it. That's just, that's. And I used to like that. I wasn't even thinking about when am I going to get my first five second hold like there wasn't even somehow it just wasn't in the nah. thing I was like I'll kick up
0: I think it's a huge I talked about this it, with Chris. I don't know if you listened to it at last podcast Chris talked about it and like I said people are like, so worried about the destination they forget that all the funds hadn't adjourned it
2: yeah it's
0: coming like like it's all good if I come see you and I complete it how how much satisfaction would you get as well if it was easy to complete like that yeah you wouldn't and i coming and meeting you and being I know I'm further down the line than when I was but I've got a long way to go but meeting you and also the people you meet on the journey the conversations you have like it grows you as a person you know it's it's weird because Chris was actually the reason I even got in contact with you because because he started to do some movement stuff because we've been talking about it for a long time and he does uh, BJJ, yeah, uh, he's big into that, and I've always like wanted to do my time. I don't want to also get into BJJ because it's never been uncomfortable sort of situation. Mm. But and he had a and he had a movement coach because he wanted to get better at moving in certain areas. Mm. That and he brought Lee down to one of our intensives. You know, Lee, Lee Rollins, yeah, Lee Rollins, yeah, he's a top chap. Shout top, out Lee Rollins, chop chap, top lovely chap. guy. He put from us the lot, yeah, he put from the rule, yeah, he put us lot for like, your paces for like an hour, Good and, man. His, and all these people that are into fitness and health, and we were like. Oh dear God, this is ridiculous. A reality check. Almost. Oh, massive like reality a, check. Some of the things yeah. that we holds it was putting us in, and I couldn't move. And I was just like, no. And I, like always, I'm just like, right. I went to Lee. I was like, Lee, do you know anyone in the London area? He's like, well, you can work. He said, like, I don't really. Uh, I sort of like, you can work with me online. I was like, Lee, I'd love to work with you online, but I'm not at that position where I need someone to look at me. He's like, yeah. He said, he said, well, my coach is sort of in London. He's a bit. Around. I was like, okay, what's his na- na- name? I was like, gave me a name, and that's how I got in contact with you. And I was like, yeah. okay. and, I, and I drive like, an hour and a half to see you. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's around the corner. Yeah. and That's because I said <laughs> to people, people say to me about certain things, or as a certain doctor that I use in my programs, and they're like, oh, is it, is he, uh, is anyone any closer? I was like, no, one, so, so I trust, and two, if you really care, you're going to see him. I went to America, yeah, you and Thailand, me about and all other, chap, other places, to, go see, yeah. yeah, but all other places to, to learn from yeah, my yeah, health. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think like, people need that reality check of, look, like, if it's really important to you, you'll do it. And I think that's like... Um, like it, people, when, when you're in that sort of like self-development world and, and like a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff, They another quote, and I used it, I'm going to say it so many times, I want this to get through to people as well. Mm. Jim Rohn, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of self-development because mm. success isn't something that happens to you, it's something that you become. Mm. And it's like it's just like keeping company with the right people and yeah. doing the right things and the yeah, right yeah. practices and you know, it's it's just, it's just so, so important to like surround yourself and as I was saying, it's imp- like Lee was, that just gave me like a, yeah, give me like, a, right, I'm nowhere near, like yeah, you can lift weights and you can move your up and down yeah, yeah. the pitch, but there's a lot that's missing there and mm. I think that's uh, a really important, important part of the puzzle and so, and so, that as well, like as you're saying, like not having, it's for me, it's a, the journey like is really important, and not having like a like wanting an outcome, yeah, or like thinking I need to do this. I think the playing aspect is something that people lose as well. Just getting yeah. of them playing, right? Like people want this and they want it now, rather than thinking like, okay, like how long is it going? to what we got to do? Who have I got to see to get there? Or how long is it going to take? And what's realistic? Yeah. People grossly overestimate what they can achieve in a week and massively underestimate what they can achieve in a year or longer. Yeah, yeah. And so not having that outcome for you, brilliant. Like being able to play and get on with it.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people, you hear the quote all the time, oh, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And this is all true and all good and well. But how do we put that into practice? Yeah. People just don't put it into practice. They don't even try. It's fair enough. Okay, you know, I was having this conversation with a student of mine the other day. And we were doing a really simple uh, low-gate travelling pattern across the floor. It was not complex, it was simple, but there was loads of room in that simplicity to actually find enjoyment and to refine the details. You, You could take anyone off the street and I could teach them this crawling pattern and all they'll be thinking perhaps is, Oh, well, when am I going to get the, the the handstand, or when am I going to get to the to, to wherever this thing's going to lead me? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, not that she was, not that she had that perspective, but it just kind of sent me on this this sort of volley of words, and I said to her, "Just try and find the enjoyment in feeling the way your left leg is sliding across the floor. That's it, and then." Yeah, you have to practice enjoying the journey. It's a, it's all good and well knowing that you should, but if you're not practically trying to do anything about it, you're you're still going to be attached to your outcome. Yeah, and you're not going to enjoy what what it is you're doing.
0: Yeah, you're not you're not you're not living in the moment. You're wishing about the next thing, which is like they always say, like think about the future, but live in the moment. It's like I I think that we've got that quite well, me and you, with it because we are i I know that it's a long journey, and I, I don't think I've ever said to you, "I really want to get a handstand." Yeah, yeah, I've just been like, I just been like, well, I just need to. You move know what? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I And it's a nice journey, and it's going to take some time and stuff. But like, but like, um, yeah, it's it's something that uh, we we need we need to do.
2: A lot of the times in my practice, I, I actually enjoy the simplest of things are the things I enjoy, not necessarily the 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 you know, non- jazzy movements, of course they're fun, they're, they, you know, it's 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 fun to do that stuff, it's good to, to have those aims, but a lot of the times, just the details of how my foot is rolling on the floor, or how my hand is, how the weight is distributed through my hand when I'm moving, that stuff is, yeah, you, you learn to find, yeah, joy in refining that those details
0: 100 percent, and i think it's like so there's some people out there though as well like because i think it's because we're to get into certain things because this is the other thing right you've been doing this for a long period of time and a lot of people will watch your videos and be like oh my god i can never get there and this is something that i wanted to, to touch upon because i think it's like it, it does take time but you know when i you know what it was actually lee said something to me and this is why i went to him like how, I mean, have you always been into this? And he was like, no, 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 four years ago, I couldn't touch my toes. And I was like, yeah. right, that gives me, that gives yeah. me hope. Yeah, yeah. And hope's a massive thing. And when I spoke yeah. to you, you were like, no, I used to do all this stuff, but I wasn't that flexible. Like, I, could, I couldn't touch my toes before. And I was like, what? I It's not No, and so for me, for someone like me looking in the outside, looking yeah. in going, oh, this is just what these guys do. They're just like, it's like, oh okay because yeah, I've yeah. never I've been in all this sport I've talked about this today I've never been able to touch my toes it's about yeah, my yeah. goals and like this a forward fold today I hate it with a passion <laughs> but it's also sort of like gives me after I've done it it's a self it's a sense of achievement and so forward fold to people out there like, it's like everything from like it's hinging I suppose like yeah a,
2: the one we're talking about in particular is you you just stand upright keep your legs straight and locked out and then you hinge at the hip bend forwards and, and try and reach for your toes or the floor or however low yeah, you can go
0: yeah you can do different things and it's yeah. just like different ways and you've got jefferson curls and things like that. that's another one when I started doing Jeff- jefferson curls in the gym like yeah. people come to me like be careful your back and I was like no don't worry this is like not everything comes with a shiny barbell and uh, yeah. <laughs> like you have to be able to move in certain ways but it was just that for me was like a huge thing and um for people I talk to, like you saying, I hope I can touch my toes and stuff. So it's like this stuff is attainable. It's just everyone's just sitting at a desk all day long, not yeah. moving very much, and you keep on doing it, the body. You know, it's very efficient. He goes, I don't need to do that anymore, so I won't do it. So it, yeah, just, yeah, it just switches off. Stuff, yeah, yeah. So you need to keep on doing it. And this. Is like even for you, you 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 spend. Uh, uh, when you're at that point now where you, you're quite flexible, but even every every week you spend time, time. doing those yeah drills, yeah. stretching absolutely drills, right? all the
2: stuff the brutal stuff I put you through it's not it's not
0: <laughs> yeah, it is as well. Uh,
2: yeah it's not just uh, yeah, it's not just talk you know I, I I do it myself and and actually somehow when you do it with a, with a, with a partner or your training partner actually you you enjoy it in a weird way
0: yeah it's you know. it's much. More mentally and doing it on your own than it is. Absolutely, with
2: yeah, absolutely, and yeah, this is true. This is true, and I think, I think there's value in that. I I, I used to I used to struggle seeing the value in in that, because I was, I was able to, to to sit in front of the computer and play a video frame by frame. But I understand that not not everyone has the time to do that. You know, that there's obviously. Huge amount of value. Working capacity. with some, yeah, yeah, working with someone that that, that knows, you know.
0: And this is why like, even as much as things are, like going having someone in your corner. It's also that support. Like a lot of people have support accountability. Like, it's why sometimes I will send you a video and like, what do you think? You're like, yeah, yeah that's good or this is or cause sometimes you can't judge yourself. You might be thinking you're getting it wrong and practice is great, but getting perfect practice or as close to perfect as you yeah. can is even better so you know I mean it's why really like you do your stretching with someone else and, yeah. and yeah, yeah. You know, come to evaluation but I think it's really important so just for people to understand that you know it, and also it is it is attainable You just it's like anything you know you can't expect to be great great overnight or even after yeah. a year it's yeah. going to take a while like I, I know that this is like a, a journey and I said like if in f- three to five years I can do some of the stuff you're doing yeah. I'm laughing because it's all yeah. great being able to move a barbell from A to B, but been able to move and been be flexible like it's, and it's just great when you hear that I can do this. Yeah. Someone who, who could move like and and being and getting that range of flexibility is it meant your movements become a lot easier.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the first first things that uh, that should be addressed. If you're completely locked up in your body, it's, it's you you're not. It's it's you know it's. It's like trying to drive a car that's on steering lock. You, you're going to go one way, you know. So, um, so kind of how, how far, how well your joints can move is quite a top priority. And then, you, depending on your background, you, you might need to build a bit of strength there as well. Yeah, I mean, because that's another
0: factor. Well, it's important for people it's the other thing some people they stretch things that are already overstretched and they, they strengthen things already strengthened rather than doing the opposite this is why I like this is why I want to get into like yoga with you as well because look yoga is great for a lot of people it's mm. really good because it's sort of like mash mash mismashes the, the yin and the yang it has like parts of like parasympathetic nervous system it has other parts of sympathetic nervous system where you're like in flow and the breathing is mm. all great but for someone who has imbalances or for someone that hasn't got great movement patterns mm. I think it can be I think it can be um counterproductive because it just makes those mo- movement patterns that are bad worse and the things that are overstretched worse rather than getting the things that are specific for them does that make sense i mean what would you what's your views on yoga uh
2: I think the main thing that I see when I look at yoga, and, and this is not exclusive to yoga, so, you know, th- this happens
0: in many, yeah. many practices. Yeah there's, yeah, there's
2: no, for example... Because I
0: really like yoga. I was just thinking, like, for me, I, if I'm doing it and I've not got the right movement patterns, it's yeah. just going to ingrain the ones that I've got bad, worse?
2: Potentially. I think, I think the main thing that I observe about yoga, and again, it's not exclusive to it, it just doesn't have any pulling. you're just pushing all the time so this is a huge problem and there are loads of practices like that you know you you could you could pick on break dancing and even capoeira has no pulling so you're developing over the course of your yoga practice if you're not doing anything else to supplement it you're developing huge muscle imbalances huge huge muscle imbalances and you will eventually pay the price for that you know you're your physical practice should comprise of some pushing and some pulling, and we have to learn how to do those two things correctly. Uh, and we have to develop strength uh, in both of those two sort of facets. So that's kind of my main, the, the main thing that I would say about about yoga. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual practice, I think it's uh, yeah. Y- it depends on, on 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 the teacher. I think there's it's got a lot of potential to be done really well.
0: Yeah, hundred you know.
2: percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's quite fun as well. Like if you get into the right flow and it's it's nice and it can be relaxing and it, it is great. I just feel like for me when I was doing it in a class as well, there's not enough one-on-one attention. So if I yeah, if I'm getting certain things. Yeah, it's like a that's the thing. It's like. Yeah, any anything. It's just hmm. Always say that there's no, there's no, there's no bad exercise. It's just a wrongly prescribed one. And I think for for me, or those millions of people out there that are not that flexible, I mean, it's a great place to start. But I think it can.
2: I just, don't know that it's the best place to start.
0: No, mate. I was, was going to say, mate, yeah. it's, it's better than once again. It's better than doing nothing. Right? It's better
2: than doing nothing. We yeah. agree on
0: that. Yeah. Right, but like that—that that is a thing as well. I don't think. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This is why because I remember doing it and thinking. Yes, it's good, but am I getting what I want out of it? Like, I can run and get hot and sweaty on a football pitch, you know? Am I coming here to do that or am I coming here to, to unlock my body? And, and the truth was I was coming here to unlock my body and yeah. and nothing was really improving that much because I wasn't giving things the attention that they needed.
2: Yeah, and also it's movement is not a one-size-fits-all approach. So you'll go to a yoga class and at this point, Ryan... Let's be honest. Oh. You're not going to get what you need from a yoga class. 100, percent not no. and, and this is the problem. Uh, I think the one thing we've got to be fair about is it's a good gateway.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. you
2: you probably got into researching more about movement because of yoga, I imagine. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people get this same experience. They go to a yoga class, they find out something's lacking, they feel they're imprisoned by the size of their mat. They can't go outside of it, and then they start looking elsewhere. And this is this is perfectly fine in my opinion. Um, the yoga practice that we know today, and that's being sort of you know sold to us today, is is not necessarily anything like what it was intended. There's a lot of other aspects to yoga that have nothing to do with movement. Some people would argue that you know, the movement isn't even primary it's
0: more about meditation it's, well, it's, a, it's a three life, hours most of the yoga practice in india right 2 3 hours
2: yeah it's a life yeah, it's yeah. a lifetime practice almost a lifestyle it, it it doesn't the, the yoga as we know it is been kind Master-ized. of yeah you know it's been put through this filter and it's been diced up and, and we, we're getting one little chunk of that of the whole pie essentially mm. so that's also something to yeah, to note, about, yeah. to think about, you know, there,
0: there are there are loads of great, you know, literature and, and stuff. Like it's like what we do, like, what an hour a day, it's like exercising a bottle. It's talking about, like, I'm going to do something in the blue zones, and, like, one of the things the blue zones do, like, all throughout the day, they're constantly moving, whether it be, like, picking up, like, picking up, um, or milking the cows, or, like, picking up fence posts and painting yeah. them, or, or, you know, moving, like, grass from one field to the other, or whatever it yeah. may be, they're constantly moving, it's something that, and so, going to the gym for them is like it's a bit none and void. Whereas, yeah, the other thing as well is like um, with the yogis, like as I said to you before, everyone I, I sort of look up to in that sort of movement thing, mm. you guys all look a certain way, you don't look like a yogi who looks like I don't know, a tree branch, for example, very right, right, right. Right thin and skinny. <laughs> whereas, like, everyone else I know that they're doing the other, the other guy I really got into movement stuff from is Idol Portal, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where I sort of like come across, and I was looking for any any of those coaches first and then I went to it. I was thinking right, but having spoke to you and a few other people that even that's sometimes not the best way because it's, it's I remember actually inquiring with them and they were like yeah you're going to need to spend three hours every day for the first six months mm. and I was like I just haven't got three hours a day yeah. and I was just like and that was I mean he's, he's great and, and more people might got to turn on to him through him training Colin McGregor mm-hmm. and stuff like that Um and he's also quite an engaging character. He's, he's quite, yeah, he quite he's, an opinionated person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, like, it's great. And also, he looks the part. You know, he lives the life. He, he moves really well. He looks yeah. really good in his skin. He yeah. and, and comes across. And so, that that was more about that. And so, great. But I think it's, like, finding that balance between people. like Because people have got jobs and lives, right? And they yeah. need to, like, three hours a day. I mean... Uh, at some point, as well, it becomes mentally stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, oh, I've got to do three hours a day of this.
2: You've got to meet people halfway. Mm. You know, a lot of the people that are going to be coming to you might, you know, that come to me sometimes have nothing to do with movement. I'm training a guy. He's a, he's a director of a theatre, and I'm training his wife. I'm training both of them. They have nothing to do, sort of, with movement. So you have to be you have to be able to prescribe movement for the layman. Essentially, you have to meet people halfway. And, uh, yeah, it can become overwhelming. Um, Yeah, and and then it becomes overwhelming and counterproductive. You you have to be able to prescribe the people you work with with something that is uh, gradually achievable. So they're getting small victories here and then. You manage their expectations, and this is more likely to... um, Allow the allow more long term progression and perhaps also more long term commitment, not necessarily to you as a coach, but for themselves to keep a practice up, Mm. Uh, because at some point the coach will become redundant.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't. The thing about it's like a good coach anyway. A good good, any good coach worth his salt doesn't doesn't they want what's best for the client, whether that's there or not, and they want them to learn. They want them to eventually be able to. To, to like not need them anymore mm-hmm. but the thing is about coaches in certain areas is they're generally ahead of the curve so like so Chris, I've been with Chris for three years and because yeah. he's all it's like with me because like, his passion is about helping people he, if something changes when well, he's on it Yeah, people go yeah. some people go, some people that used to be with him like be with Chris I, I said to me are you still with him I'm like yeah because marketing's changed or this has changed and he's on yeah. top of the game and people come to me they're like what since so one of my friends said to me the other day, it's like right. Whenever I see you, there's always something else you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Yeah, It's because it's, it's because it's it's same as like it's what I mean when I see your stuff. Like it's because it's our passion. We're always developing ourselves, and so therefore, and then we can get that. So yeah, hundred percent. You um, you want to get what's best for the client, and just keep and you keep on keep on progressing that journey. But as you say, keeping them interested and keeping them make making sure making sure they can continue to develop. It is a long term thing, right? It's not just a Oh, come and do this. For this is what we we are in a quick fix society of yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. models and yeah. and all this. So, I mean, it's the way that the world. And this, I think the um, the mind Pump guys did a great interview with. Oh, I can't remember his name. He's a he's he's a he was a full on Buddha. I think I told you uh, about him. And then we talk about how concentrations literally one of the things that people can't do anymore like without yeah. you're always looking for distraction you're always looking for a distraction
2: the attention span it's been strong. shot to hell I think uh, what was it Twitter did a good job at ruining people's attention span didn't it 140 characters and then uh, Instagram came out with the 15 second videos
0: and it's just like because this this has all been heavily market people like uh, Paul Chek talks about as well he said about um like Christian church and, and the church and the religions had like mind mind um, control like un- like, had it perfected in the 1800s or like that, or before that, mm. he said, "This these guys, do you know how much research goes into mind control and how quickly you can download a mind virus? You'd shit your pants. Like yeah. these things, <laughs> like so, but it's, it's like the, the advertising for you. They know that they know you inside out. And so when you go on these things, so and it's a great guy, great guy there, I'm trying to get him on my podcast as well called Michael Desari and he talks about it's not about sometimes ignoring it. Michael, great, yeah, he's a yeah. great true He's wicked, and he talks about like. It's not even about just ignoring these things a lot of the time because you're in a world where you can't ignore them. You're going to be surrounded by them. Yeah. It's being aware of when they these adverts out, you're going hmm. and laughing at them, and being like, I can see what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Being aware of the manipulation so you can yeah. look at it objectively. And I think that's huge. But but um, yeah, mate, so it's just uh, it's great that you're you you you're doing it. So what's next? Why, why haven't you ever joined the circus?
2: I... I thought about it. I thought about two things, two directions for my career. Is serious. I thought about being a stuntman. Yeah. And I thought about circus. Was was more of a, a like a childhood dream that I didn't really take too seriously. Uh, but in the end, yeah, the Dean and Callum from the charity got to me first, and I ended up coaching. So yeah.
0: So you haven't thought about stuntmen ever since.
2: No, no. no. I, I I realized that's that's what I really like doing. I, I like, I like being
0: with my students. So I
2: mm. like helping them. I like spending time. You know, it's like uh, every yeah. Saturday, even though we have to get up, at, well, you don't know what time you have to get up. But I have to get up, you know, six thirty whatever. Yeah. Six to come and see you. I'm like, ah, oh, nice Saturday. Well, I'm gonna go
0: see Ryan. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good though. we have good, we have good fun. We have a lot as And well. it's
2: yeah, and it's it's. I, I feel like I'm I'm quite lucky. I I don't know if I, it's luck, but I feel like that about the very large majority of my students. I'm happy to see them. When I look at my diary and I see a name, I'm I'm excited to go and spend time with them. And when I'm with them, they they mean the world to me. You know, I I'm fully with them and I'm invested in their yeah their progression and and their journeys essentially. And so this is something that I think uh, I, I, yeah I, I say this to people. I don't feel like I've worked a day in my life. Even with my online students, I go home, I make a, a cup of tea and I sit down and I check my emails. All right, let's see who's written. In. And then I get the videos, I sit down, I watch, I correct, I'm back and forth with them. I'm, I'm genuinely invested in, in what I'm doing. And yeah, this is hugely, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like I'm in the right place yeah. Yeah, do, doing what I, I need to be doing. I, I don't need to be a stuntman uh, you know I, I'm, I'm 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 doing good i think like well. i think
0: like a lot of people that i I work with for like have been my coaches and I, mean, I generally end up being good friends with them because yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we like share a lot of similarities. But also, they're themselves into like self development and into like yeah. teach. A lot of them are teachers. A lot of them help other people. Uh, and through that, and they've also scratched their own itch. So like they're doing the things that they do because they yeah. love to do it, or, or yeah, because yeah. they've been somewhere that they needed to do that. With. That's right. I think it's really important. So um, I mean, look for people out there like uh, that are looking to, to get into this and maybe they they well you know you've got online uh, program and then you've got like your 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 website which is great for them but say yeah. they just wanted to start like what, who like who what what's a great book for someone just to go and get
2: well, a book that i really liked uh, is by a chap called uh, frank forensic. forensic forensic yeah um frank forensic yeah let me God, i can't remember the name of the book now this is Tragic.
0: Sure. Because I know there's a few books that is like the Supple Leopard and things like that out there. That's n- Not yeah. your favourite.
2: It's Supple Leopard's more. Um, it's more like when you're you've decided you're gonna you're gonna jump into in into movement and that's the guy. You have decided you're gonna jump into movement and you sort of need exuberant animal. This is the one.
0: Exuberant animal.
2: Exuberant animal by Frank Frenzich is a. A brilliant book, and I've just started his other book called Beautiful Practice. Um, so those are two great books yeah. that, that are a brilliant. Perfect. kind of introduction, and that so I, for I would like, recommend.
0: And for like people like because also as I said before, like guys out there that want to continue to maintain a good physique while they're doing this sort of stuff, like what sort of things you do, would you say like not getting impeded? Like it like gymnastics and stuff. Like, where's a is there a good gymnastics program? Is there something they could follow there or What's the American guy's? A summer is it?
2: Um, Christopher Summer. I Chris- think he's gymnastics bodies.
0: Is he? Yeah. Is that any good? I
2: think it's great, but you need a lot of self-discipline okay. and resolve to do that. Okay. It's it'll get you results, but let's be real. Okay. It's a grind and it's boring. Yeah. You, you're gonna have to have a lot of self-discipline, willpower to get through that program. That's not to 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 disparage the quality of the program the Mm. drills are great someone knows what he's doing but i don't think he's put much effort into making it very fun it's very results based and you you will get there, but you'll have to stick to it yeah
0: Yeah. okay so like just certain certain things people can do uh, keeping them a bit like maybe like one or two strength sessions a week and then getting on the mobility
2: just think about Pushing and pulling. So if you're going to go to the gym, do something that will require you to push and to pull. If you want to incorporate it into movement, you can do your pushing by uh, doing various different types of crawling patterns. Or you can practice kicking up to handstand. That's a pushing exercise. Um, And if you're terrified of kicking up to handstand, you don't have to try to actually kick up to a full handstand. You can do tiny little baby kick-ups. This is fine. Uh, eventually you'll start to develop the shoulder strength, start to develop the awareness, the coordination. You'll have to figure out which leg you want to kick, which leg you want to jump with. And all of these, these, these kind of uh, uh, challenges, are uh, they'll keep you engaged. Um, crawling? Yeah, crawling. You can do uh, crawling sideways. Crawl. There's It's quite a lot on YouTube. Crawling you,
0: sideways, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Calling, so we're calling forward up like there calls and things like that, or lizard and things like that. Quite, but I suppose it's just getting used to it. But so for pulling, what sort of pulling stuff would you be doing? Uh,
2: a basic one you can do is a, uh, either a pull up or a row. Yeah. Um, and if you struggle to do pull ups, you can tie a, a band onto a pull up bar, and you can sort of step yeah. over onto it, and yeah. it'll help you go up. Or, um, I think the important thing is. Just one good way to approach it is create a few benchmarks. So say to yourself, okay, I would like, if you can't do a pull-up, at all you say. I would like to be able to do one solid pull-up. One, like chest-to-bar pull-up. So my chin is well over the bar. And then start to research online. How do I go about attaining a pull-up? And then that'll be your benchmark. And then you can also give yourself, okay, I would like to be able to... um eventually kick up to a handstand and hold myself there for five seconds, even if it's against a wall. And then you start to figure out, okay, who, there are loads of coaches, there are loads of people you can, you can go to for guidance, you know, um,
0: yeah. So for for us, we we discovered like my squat pattern, I need to re get my squat pattern working.
2: Yeah. If you can't flat foot squats, this is another great benchmark. I, I should be able to squat flat footed, uh, and at least be able to, to sit there in that squat for at least, let's say, three minutes. Three minutes in total, or two minutes even, would be a good benchmark. Yeah. Um, set yourself these, these benchmarks, and then have a look online. There's a lot of good free stuff online. If you have the time, and that's for you, do that. Otherwise, find someone. Yeah. Find someone that you trust or that you like. Find someone that you... Yeah, just th- that inspires you, and you think, okay, I would quite like to. to that's the direct. I like that. That's I could. I can relate to that. That's a good direction. I would like to go in yeah. and go get in touch, and and that's it.
0: Awesome, mate. Yeah, been an absolute uh, pleasure having this discussion. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's it, mate. And, uh, we, didn't, yeah. we, we didn't even get into like being offended and stuff, but we can do we that did. next time. Yeah, next time we can yeah. do that next time, and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to say, yeah. Like for anyone out, also, you have got a, a, work, a couple of workshops coming up. Yeah, that's right. It's. Let's uh, wait for this bike to go past. The inconsiderate guy driving his uh, uh, motorbike, having oh, a yeah. whale of a time, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> so, I, can, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if anyone out there? Pharaoh's a lunatic who drives a <laughs> motorbike. I have told him about this, but he refuses to listen.
2: Yeah, anyway, your,
0: your workshops, going,
2: mate. So my workshops, I've got a few, I've got two London workshops planned. There, Nothing's confirmed so far, unfortunately, but if you just keep an eye on my social media, I'll put it up there as soon as I have some dates. Yeah. Uh, so social media is Farid Herrera on Instagram. That'll be the best place to uh, check. And then I have uh, also a workshop coming up in Dubai, which will be on the 8th of November. Uh, so for anyone listening that's in that part of town.
0: Uh, part of town? So, you mean like, but, like the yeah, other part, part, part,
2: part of the world? world. <laughs> yeah. uh, then check that out. Uh, another good place is my email list. Yeah, it's uh, so on my website. Uh, you can sign up to my email list. You, um, you
0: said you missed one out. You had one in Dubai, November eighth, and you got one in Bali, no?
2: Uh, there's a retreat. It's not a workshop. Yeah, uh, there's a retreat in Bali happening at the end of November, twenty okay. third of November.
0: Okay, as well. Well.
2: That's going to be a full uh, week's worth of training.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, my man, it's been absolutely awesome having you on. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Pleasure, Ryan. i will definitely get you back on. Awesome. So, guys and girls, that was uh, Farid Herrera from Farid Herrera Movement Training or com. He's a uh, absolutely lovely guy you know one of the nicest guys you'll, you'll meet and he's someone who's really passionate about what he does and i always love having people on there as passionate about what they do as i am about what i do because uh, you know it's, 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 you can just tell from the way he speaks about things and if you going to your social media you're better to tell like the guys not just a speaking head that like, we get a lot of like professors out there these days you know they're just talking heads they've actually done what they what they talk about and it's it's always a pleasure to to, to meet someone who's that in, 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 ingrained in what they do um so yeah, as I said before, he's over on Instagram, uh, Farad Herrera, and he's also at faradherrera.com, um, which is awesome. Uh, I've got some exciting guests coming up for you as well, and uh, I can't wait to get them out for you. I'm actually going to keep the ne- next week's guest as a little surprise because uh, I've got two people. I don't know which one I'm going to release first, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll well, have to just, you just have to just wait for that. It'll be a bit like Christmas. Um, otherwise, guys and girls, if you are going through a health issue and you are looking to overcome it and you've been to see the consultants and quote unquote specialists and doctors and you haven't been able to get anywhere Then, and you're looking for looking to overcome them and you're looking for someone to help you through this then if you send me an email at Ryan at ReviveYourself.co, or if you head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and hit the contact tab, and send me an email or message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And we can have a little chat about if and how we can help you. Otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.